Hey everyone, welcome to the Content Rocks podcast, the podcast about all things content by Kensco, .NET, and Azure, and even a little Jamstack, for those people who want to learn more about headless technology. Welcome to the show today. Uh, this is your host, Brian McKeever. I am Kensco Content MVP and Azure MVP. Many, many things there in that title. Uh, but I'm very pleased today to be joined by Rasta Sturtz. Rasta is the technology management partner and product management uh, owner of integrations at Content. Rasta, how are you doing today? Yeah, hi, Brian. Uh, yeah, I'm well. Thanks for inviting me and uh, excited to be here. Well, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I know it's a little bit later in your day, so I'm glad we could at least fit it in the schedule because I know we're all busy people. But uh, for those of you uh, listening and watching, our our topic today is something that's something that gets me very excited. I'll be honest. We're going to talk about integrations and the integration options that you have with Content by Kensco because there are multiple, and it's actually a pretty frequent question that I receive from my blog and from social media about you know how do we how do we do this? How do we actually integrate and manipulate our data and and content inside of content? And that's why I couldn't think of a, a better guest to join me than someone who's literally basically in charge of making sure all those integrations work well and and their quality and that they're ready for the customers of content to use. So again, Ross, I, I appreciate your time and and I'm looking forward to this discussion because I know we've got three or four different options for how we integrate with with content. And it, it's a broad way to say it, right? Integrations. But, um, you know, actually, Ross, I think maybe before we kick into those options, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here and ask, maybe tell everyone, like, what actually is your, what is your day-to-day -day like at content? To, what what do you work on frequently or, or what do you, what keeps you up at night uh, working with, with the products? It's always nice to hear from someone who's actually on the team. Yeah, sure. Um... Yeah, so like you said, uh, <clears throat> my job has like two basic parts. Uh, so uh, I'm officially a technology partner manager, which means that uh, you know I need to find and, uh, and you know reach out to and uh, build relationship with uh, different third-party uh, vendors, uh, our technology partners, and we, we are you know trying to build a network of like you know similar-minded uh, similar-minded products. Um, and uh, those products would uh, typically you know, cover all these like typical integration scenarios that uh, you would want to uh, implement with content. So, you know, whenever a customer comes to us or a partner and asks about, hey, how can we do this, right? Or we want to impl uh, implement this, you can have like a, you know, uh, also uh, have them supported from the other side and, you know, uh, maybe recommend a different, uh, recommend a specific vendor that you like working on and uh, already have like a integration in part. It's always like easier to make customers and the projects you know successful if everybody is working to the same goal on the same goal from different angles right so this is the first part of my job and the second part is like also like you mentioned uh, i'm a product manager for integrations so uh, you know i gather and uh, work with feedback from from different customers about like what integration uh, they would like to they would like to use how are uh, their experience uh, with with different integration points in in content um, and uh, also, you know, work on product opportunities that are tied to this integration. So whenever there's uh, like a, you know, specific requirement to change something in the API or extend the API on like offer a new functionality that would uh, make it easier for customers to integrate. That's when I come in and uh, I have to, you know, think about uh, the solution and, you know, then hopefully uh, transform it to 
um, uh, actual you know, product part and uh, have a development team, lead a development team that uh, that will then uh, implement this. So uh, yeah, that's a lot of like different different things, and uh, yeah, I'm busy uh, a lot of the time, and uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I, I appreciate the background. So that kind of sets up the rest of this conversation really well. And actually, it also tells anyone who's listening that if they have an integration that they want done, maybe you're the guy to actually talk to about it. But uh, we'll, we'll leave that for a future discussion. Um, so with that background, with the fact that you're in charge of the integrations and, and, and I'm someone who actually uses the integrations quite a bit or has to make that work with, with our client projects, let's talk about the options and, and ultimately the the question that we want to answer today is if someone's new with with content or even maybe just headless cms in general and they're not sure what they can do from an integration standpoint let's talk about the avenues that they have available to them in, in what integration points or mechanisms do they have and and maybe where they can even get started with even answering that question and as we were kind of preparing a little bit earlier for the show today we talked about maybe there's a good place to start on the content website, which is actually the, the integrations uh, location. So I'm going to bring that up here and just show the intro to this page. And, and then we'll use this as kind of a basis to talk about the answer to that, that, that first big question, which is, you know, how do we integrate with content? And one of the, the, the great places to start is definitely right here on the integrations page that we're showing. Um, you know, it's got a nice little introduction title about how to combine and, and manipulate data with with content, and it kind of right away goes off into here are some examples of integrations that content considers part of the I think the core integration set. Is that a good way to think of it, Rasta? Are the the integrations we have here on this page are the core or like the most supported integrations that content currently has. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so we call these core integrations. Uh, most of them are actually uh, being built uh, together with with our partners. Yeah, so uh, when, whenever you see like the you know the small uh, gray logo, that means that uh, this vendor is also our technology partner. Um, and yeah, there are also you know different resources on uh, on each of these pages. Uh, you know, linked resources at the bottom. It usually comes with pre-built uh, pre-built connector that you can uh, you can reuse. Um, there's, uh, you know, often a small video, sometimes even your video, and yeah. uh, you know all these use cases that it, in, this integration actually like tackles, and uh, you know how to install it. All that stuff is there. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're just looking at the actual uh, Ultra Commerce integration, or formerly known as Slatwall Commerce, and it and it kind of shows an example of what that integration does. In fact, this one actually has a a whole starter template React site that you can kind of get started with integration between content and uh, ultra commerce to do a, a full digital commerce website that brings both of these things together. And at the bottom of these pages, there's these resources for maybe where to go to actually use these, these integrations. So this is a, is a great kind of introduction into the capabilities and examples that you can do with, with integrations with content. Um, and it, it's nice to see like that we have some very popular products here, like Zapier is a great integration platform to do various things with, with content. We've got Uniform for personalization, we've got Commerce, we've got Static for Static Site Generator. And it's just good like ways to think about the, the, the possibilities of providing a API first, you know, modern tech solution uh, for your clients and, and your projects. But if we had to go a little deeper into how do these things work, 
maybe we should go there next, Rasta, with, you know, now that we've seen some possibilities with this page, what what are our, you know, choices and options for maybe actually honing in on how some of these things work? So like a level deeper. And I think to do that, let's throw up this next uh, illustration, which I think is a good way to visually think of the categories of integrations that that the product has. And maybe we can go through these uh, one at a time. So let's talk about the the top of the the, the graphic first, Ross. So the, when we see content in the middle and then we follow the line towards the, the top of it with the delivery API to like your customer site or app, that's like the first basic integration, right? This is, if you need to power data in your application, you need an API and this is the main one. And that's basically what this is showing here, right, Rasta, at the top? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually, yeah, the, the, like the default uh, default scenario for uh, using a headless CMS. You, know, you have your, your data structure, you have your content, and you just wanna, you know, through an API, render it on your website or in your application. So this is what you would use the delivery API for. It's, you know, optimized, it's uh, on the CDN, so it's very fast, it's cached, uh, and it's optimized for rendering the website, actually. Yeah, I think any headless CMS better have this first one, right? This is like yeah. the key of actually providing API first service from from a from a content management system. And this, you probably could have guessed without watching this episode at all that there's definitely an API to get the content into your app. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on that because that's just very basic. What I think is more interesting and what is more unclear if you've decided to move on with content as your CMS. Is, is the next one on the on the left-hand side of the graphic, which we term the management API. And this API allows us to do more than just retrieve information, which is the point of the delivery API. So Rasa, can you maybe introduce the management API and tell people that this is like the second choice for how they integrate with content and maybe talk a little bit about what it can actually do? Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the management API uh, is an API that lets you, you know, manipulate all the data that uh, you have in content. Uh, so it's mainly for uh, updating or writing uh, writing content or content models. So you can like alter all the structure of your content through there. You can automate stuff like imports. Uh, you can you can you know uh, keep a different like migration versions of your content types. It's there's a lot of things you can do. You can set uh, you know different. Uh, different settings of your projects. We also released recently uh, support for uh, managing users uh, through the management API. So basically whatever, almost whatever you can do through the API, uh, through the UI of the application, you know, all that all that uh, management stuff you can now do through management APIs as well. And it goes further than that uh, for some scenarios, integration scenarios where for example, translations, which is like a typical, very typical scenario, um, you can use the management API to get the content you want to translate. And then, you know, you have to use uh, the same API to absurd the new version in the new language. So uh, for these types of scenarios, when you are, you know, taking uh, content out of uh, out of content and, uh, you know, adding some other information, transforming it some other way, then you can just uh, through the management API, push it back and create a new version anything like that. So this is where the, where the management API comes into play. Obviously, obviously, it's a little bit different than the delivery API. Um, it's not really optimized, you know, uh, for, for reading. So you can't really read a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of data. It doesn't have, uh, you know, listing endpoint, anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's just specifically for manipulating types and, uh, and settings and content items. Yep. And I think what you kind of answered first here is is really critical for people. And it's a question that I get all the time. 
is how do I maybe take data from my own internal business application or my own API or my own even spreadsheet or, or database table? And how do I turn that into structured content inside of content as, as maybe content items and, 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 and variants of content? And this is really the answer. The management API is what you can use to ingest all that content and, and maybe even map it and translate it into the, the way you need to have it in a very clean structure that, that your content model is set up in, and, and maybe even like update taxonomies and things like that. This is the one of my, I think, favorite aspects of content. I really enjoy working with the management API because of all the things that you can do with it. And in fact, even uh, we're using it in our projects currently from a migration scenario where we're actually building the content model in code migrations. So that way, if we have multiple environments or multiple projects, we can replicate the content types in a very structured way, in a very controlled way across those environments and do updates and differences and actually kind of compare the environments and, and kind of put more of an enterprise approach around content modeling that uh, is still, you know, can work within the, the UI of content, but allow it to be replicated in an automated and repeatable way that, that helps when you have big projects with multiple environments and, and maybe even hundreds of websites that you want to accomplish with your CMS. So that part of it, uh, you guys have done a fantastic job on, and I, I really appreciate the the examples that the, the team has given out on GitHub. And I think I'm gonna do an entire episode just on migrations coming up next in, in Content Rocks, so I don't wanna get too much into it, but Migration API is fantastic, and it's one of my favorite things, so highly encourage people to check it out. After the Migration API, if we look maybe towards the middle of the diagram, this is something uh, that is still somewhat common, but I think misunderstood aspect of, of the system so far, and that's webhooks. The, the webhooks are like the third choice for how you might want to integrate with content. And Rasta, can you maybe kick us off with what, what can we do with webhooks and, and why would we use them? Yeah, sure. So uh, webhooks uh, is it, basically a notification mechanism. So uh, you can, you know, uh, create uh, uh, and customize uh, like your notification. So the notification gets sent whenever something happens in content. So uh, it usually can be, you know, uh, some some content has changed, uh, and I need to update something on, you know, in a different, uh, in a different, uh, different product or different tool, or I, you know, need to purge my cache and, you know, get the data again, or I need to uh, update my search database, something like that. So, uh, and you can, it's, it's highly customizable. So there are like, you know, uh, hundreds of different scenarios that you could use uh, webhooks for, and you could very specifically say, "Hey, I'm interested in in this, you know, part. So whenever this happens in with my content, you know, I can like hook a specific uh, specific event at the end of that, so I can you know get a message in Teams, or something like that. Uh, I can trigger basically a whole process uh, of of things uh, just uh, uh, autonomously once something happens. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And in, in fact, if, if you're curious about what Hubbooks can do, the documentation is probably the first place to start at, at you know, content.ia slash learn. It's a, it's a fantastic way to do it. And in fact, our last episode of Content Rocks, where I was joined with Andre Pelesny, we actually did a deep dive into webhooks connected to workflows. So as content changes state or step of a, of a workflow, webhooks are the things that, that allow you to react to that and do special things. And we actually connected a serverless function to it. So it's both a technical thing and a, and a marketing thing for, for keeping aware of what's going on with your content, 
when things are published, when they're archived, all that, all that's totally capable. So again, we probably won't spend too much more time on webhooks um, because the last choice on this graphic on the right-hand side talks about custom elements. And this is probably one of the most visual integrations in content because of the way it works in, in, the, in the audience that it serves. And it's really all about making it so that your marketing team members or content admins have great editing experiences inside of content when they're working with the user interface and, and maybe they need to do something special or something custom. So uh, let's talk a little bit, Rasta, about custom elements. Uh, what can they do and how do they offer integration points into the, the content app? Yeah, so <clears throat> custom elements are a little bit different uh, than, the, than the rest of the integration endpoints uh, end that we mentioned. Uh, they're actually, like you, like you said, uh, uh, basically the only UI extension that we offer at the moment. Uh, it's uh, basically a field level uh, extension. And uh, what it does, it lets you basically build a custom uh, custom application, custom web application that uh, you could render inside of content directly in the content editing UI. So uh, you just have you know another element, and then you can you know see uh, your custom application. Um, it gets uh, it gets some context uh, from the you know surrounding area, uh, surrounding data, so it knows you know hey uh, you are now editing uh, this uh, uh, this specific uh, piece of content and uh, it can you know change parts of it. Uh, it's, it's usually used for things like you, you can see binder here on the screen right now. So you can see, uh, you can use that for asset management, uh, for example, when you have you know, your asset management pop up from the, from the custom element and uh, it lets you select you know, uh, images or videos from, uh, from your asset management uh, third party system and link it to content. It's used for e-commerce when you can do all, uh, the same thing with, uh, you know, uh, product inventory. You can link different products uh, into uh, into your uh, <clears throat> into your content. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can uh, uh, select forms, all these like selectors or, or visual visual things uh, for uniform for personalization. You know, you can select different audiences. This is this content is from uh, for different audiences, right? And uh, you know, sky's the limit for what you can do inside of the custom element. Yeah. And so this is the, the part that may not be 100% obvious to developers who are working in their first project with content. So I think it's worth bringing up the fact that, so what I did is I, I on, the, on the screen, I'm, I'm sharing a, a quick uh, web page that just shows off some of the projects that have been done over the years with content and custom elements. Most of these projects, and this is, this is the, the gallery of custom element samples that we currently have today, they all kind of are at a GitHub repo. Basically, it is a very specific set of JavaScript that you can create these custom elements with that are injected kind of into the system. So when you're on a content item and you're editing something, it allows you to like do something special. Like Rasta said, it's like select a form or select a product from an e-commerce engine or select an audience if we're talking uniform. It, it's kind of a neat way to, to basically extend the user interface so that you don't have to like go into like two systems or three systems and like write a configuration here and write something there and jump all over the place. It really kind of brings a unified editing experience into the content UI that saves your editor time. And, and I really like this. In fact, when this first came out, 
it was something that as an MVP, we actually got to play with the our, our very first uh, content uh, custom element. And one of the things that I did with uh, Andrew Thompson, the other content MVP, because we were together in Brno, was create a, a sentiment analyzer of pass in the, the, the paragraph of text to, to uh, IBM Watson's analysis engine and return whether it was positive, negative, or neutral, just as a way to like see what we could do. And I, I really enjoyed how easy it was to put together the custom elements and actually just have it show up. It's, it's kind of running on my local machine as a developer. I can step through it and I can see how it's reacting, but then actually see it behave in, in content the way that we're seeing some of these screenshots animate here. So this is a, a great place for that. And um, it's not the only place though. So we can't talk about this too much, but uh, today this is a good place to look at these custom elements and some examples and gain inspiration from them. But um, maybe let's talk about the future in our last couple minutes here, Rasta, of where some of this is going. And I know, I know this is maybe we can't, say everything, everything about it, but could you give our listeners maybe a little preview as to where integration points and where some of these um, integrations might look look like or, or move towards in, in the rest of this year, maybe even further out in the future? Can you, can you give a little bit of a glimmer of, of what you guys are thinking behind the scenes? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so uh, right now, uh, you know, all of these uh, custom elements and uh, of these integration points, you basically can build whatever you want by yourself. Uh, you know, we offer uh, support examples, stuff like that. But uh, you still need to, you know, run it on your infrastructure. You, you need to build it in uh, your, uh, you know, uh, platform of choice. Uh, going forward, uh, we really would like to enhance this experience and uh, maybe offer some of these integrations in a more out of the box, uh, you know, supported uh, supported form. Uh, which would make it easier to configure and run it, you know, directly for your content app. Um, you know, we, we have some we have some experiences with uh, you know huge projects uh, that you know uh, contain a lot of different integrations, and after some time, you know, these integrations you know might be outdated, and it's really hard. You know, I'm sure you understand to get back to the code, the old code, and update you know through the new API. Uh, you mm -hmm. insert a new SDK, uh, especially like if you know there are some changes uh, in the development teams, right? So we want to alleviate this, uh, this, uh, these problems and make it more approachable and you know, maybe easier even to switch you know, from one system to another just by providing uh, some out-of-the-box form of uh, some of these uh, selected integrations in the near future, hopefully. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm very excited for that future. I, I think everyone would always appreciate having you know, an out-of-the-box integration that kind of just works is, is what everyone asks for, right? Does it does it just work or or how much effort do I have to put into it? So I'm looking forward to that. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at the time a little bit. We're a little bit over, so I think we're going to have to call it here. I, I think that you and I could probably both talk about this topic for another hour or two, uh, but uh, no one's going to listen that long anyway. So uh, we'll call it, again, what we've done is we've reviewed our integration options with content. We went through three or four different options, right? Using the delivery API to retrieve data for your app, using the management API to push data in or work with data or work with your structure and, and do almost anything inside the platform from a management standpoint. We talked about webhooks for notifications of, of content changes and other actions and activities that happen. And then of course, we've talked lastly about uh, custom elements and how you can you know, really improve the the editing experience of your admins and marketers. So, uh, Rasta, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. I know you're a very busy person. Uh, one one question I have for you is, you know, if, if anyone wants to maybe get help on integrations or learn more, 
where, where should we direct them to? What's the best place to maybe reach the team or, or even yourself? Uh, yes, yeah, so there's a you know integration section in our documentation. So whenever you are looking for something uh, passively, that's the place to go. And also uh, we have our community Discord, and uh, there's a lot of members of our team. There's also uh, all the uh, content MVPs that have you know rich uh, experience with all the integrations. So just you know uh, send us a message there, and yeah, hopefully we'll get the the answer and re we resolve your uh, your you know issues. Thank you. Yeah. And so I've, I put a link on the screen too, in case you're listening, it's, it's content.ai slash discord. The discord community really is a great place to, to be, to understand how to do some of these things and, and you will get help from us. I promise you if you join. So, all right, well, with that, this has been uh, the latest episode of the content rocks podcast, all about integrations. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much Ross, for joining. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, thanks everyone. We'll talk to you later.